You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hey, Melissa. Hey, Lisa. Time for episode 402 of Geekiest Show Ever. You're about to say Breaking Bad, weren't you? I could tell. That's what I was thinking anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Why would... Why would I say that? <laughs> because I recently just got back from ABQ, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and we went on a DIY Breaking Bad tour. So what happened when I sent you the, the maps link? So I created in the maps app, I created a tour where I like, so I went to some blogs and they had these lists of all the places where you could visit if you're a Breaking Bad fan. And just so you know, this is, we're not going to talk all about Breaking Bad. We might, but we're going to talk a lot about it because we're kind of fans. <laughs> I just sent Elisa a uh, photo album with a bunch of pictures, and I'll, I'll decide if I want to make that public or not because there's, it's really fun. Uh, but we went through, we, we had to go on an uninspected road trip. So we're a little bit rusty at the whole road tripping experience. We haven't done it for a long time. And it was interesting to try to figure out along the way, like, what tools to use. Some of it came back to me, like trying to search for hotels. I wished I would have looked them up beforehand, but there just wasn't a whole lot of time. This was um, someone passed away. And so we had to go out for an unexpected memorial. And it was a two day trip out to Oklahoma and back. So four days just driving on the road, plus another day stay in there. So we were gone for just about a week. Um, In the, in the the last six years since we've traveled, we have gone like up to my sister-in-law's and stayed but it hasn't been like a cross-country trip, like out to several states and back. So we were a little rusty at that, but but we made it and we tried to make the best of it on the way back. So we had to pass through New Mexico to get back to Arizona and we were going to stop and stay in Tucumcaria, but we decided to just keep pushing on because we made pretty good time. And and then we said, oh, well, Albuquerque is like the next the next big place. And right away, my my oldest kiddo and I, we looked at each other and we said, Albuquerque? Oh! <gasps> Can we can we go can we go see the Breaking Bad statue? So we we decided to make that our plan, and so we kind of made it like a little family trip. It's it's my oldest and I that are the fans. Um, my husband sort of he he'll play along. Same with my my youngest, and uh, we went we headed right to the Albuquerque Convention Center, which I have to say it wasn't open at the time. I forget what what time of day we were there, and it was it was kind of a not really a ghost town, but there just wasn't a lot going on down there. So it was actually a really good time to be there. But the convention center actually wasn't open, but we didn't know that. We just, we found out where the statue was, and it's located pretty close to the entrance. You have to go in through the entrance and walk back a little bit. And so we went in there, and we start looking at the statue, and this man comes up to us, and he's like, is there anything I can help you with? And we told him why we were there, and he said, oh, well, actually, the convention center isn't open. And I had to go to the bathroom really bad, of course, because we're on a road mm-hmm. trip. But he was super, super nice, and he let us go... He, he showed us to the bathroom and he let us see the statue and he let us take pictures. And, you know, as he was walking me back to the bathroom, I asked him if he was a fan. He said, oh, yeah. So <laughs> I think it's a requirement if you live in Albuquerque. It kind of seems that way. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um, so I went on to as we were driving, I was getting so excited to get there because it was going to be something fun to do after all of the, the not so fun things that we had to do earlier. And uh, so I went and I was reading some blogs and I didn't know this. Like I didn't know 
like I was telling you, and you saw the pictures now, I didn't know that you could go actually eat at Los Pollos Hermanos, which is actually Twister. That's the name of the actual restaurant. That It's a real restaurant. And believe it or not, the food is actually really good. <laughs> I was I was surprised. I didn't know you could eat there. You know, first, I didn't know that it was an actual place. I mean, I, I figured it might be something that was... Um, you know, maybe maybe they found this abandoned restaurant or abandoned building or something, or maybe it was a building that they rented for the time being and gave it like a facelift or something. I don't know what what the deal was, but no, it's it's exactly how it looks in the show, and it's a real place. It's just called Twister instead, or is it Twisters? I can't remember. Um, but the menu is the same. I mean, everything is the same. It's a real place, and what's really cool, you can see Lisa in, in the in the pictures that I sent you, and I'll. I'll pick out some and maybe put them in the show notes so other people can see in case you're interested. But uh, they actually have a little like corner of the restaurant that's dedicated to just Breaking Bad. And uh, I don't know what it is about the Southwest, but there's several places along the way. If you go out Route 66 to go somewhere where graffiti is a big thing, it's like the way it's like uh, it's like living art installation, if you will. Like there's Cadillac Ranch. There's Slugbug Ranch, which we stopped at both places. Um, you can imagine what they're about. The Cadillac Ranch is 10 Cadillacs. Do you know about this, Elisa? In I've Texas? heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. I know nothing about it. It's in. I'll send you some pictures on that, too. We Anytime we go out east, we always stop by there because it's, it's along the way. And there's just a whole lot of nothing between here <laughs> and where we ended up having to go. Like, there's just a section across the panhandle in Texas where there's just – it's boring. There's just a lot a – lot. the hardest job I had was trying to keep my husband awake and entertained. And you know, we listened to a lot of music and stuff. Um, but, yeah, so Cadillac Ranch is 10 – Cadillacs that have been basically buried in the ground with their tail fins up and each of the it used to be that each of the cars was supposed to represent that year's tail fin design so I guess they evolved over time now over the years this this was installed in 1974 so for those keeping track back when I was born <laughs> uh, but it's it's been around for a while and so it is a place where it's a public art installation uh, it's it's private property, but everybody is welcome to come there. In fact, nowadays, now three, uh, well, we haven't been there for six years. So I asked and about three, three years ago, they started selling spray paint cans that you can buy right there at the entrance. There's like a kind of like a taco truck, but it sells uh, spray paint. And the guy's really nice. And the prices actually aren't that exorbitant. They're about what you would pay at Lowe's or Home Depot. So um, it's really nice to be able to go up and like, oh, you know, we weren't sure if we were going to be able to stop. And, you know, we didn't plan to bring spray paint, but we we had it. A lot of times when you go there, you can, there's there's spray paint that it's it's very littered, but it's it's hard to explain. Like, yes, it's, it's littered, but then people do a good job of like collecting all the cans and putting them into a can that they provide. Uh, but a lot of times you, if you have used spray paint, but there's some still some left. It's kind of like sort of an etiquette thing that you leave the you leave the can on the ground so that somebody else can use whatever's left over of the paint. And it was neat. Like every people come there from all over the world. We heard all kinds of different languages being spoken, and it's kind of like art is like a universal thing. You don't know you don't need to know how to speak to each other. Like you know, you just kind of shake your can. Like here, you want some blue or orange or red or, and so it's a place where people can go and graffiti these Cadillacs and you know, you'll paint something on there and then maybe like within 
a half an hour to an hour, it's painted over by somebody else. And so there's layers and layers and layers of spray paint on these things. And it's just really cool. You, it's something you really have to go experience. It's, it's really a neat, neat place to stop. And then somebody else sort of kind of copied after that. And instead of catalogs, it's uh, VW Bugs. And that one's, I don't know, it's, it's okay. I mean, if we didn't stop there, I wouldn't be too upset about it. I'd, I'd have to at least go to Cadillac Ranch because that's become a tradition now. But the slug bug is kind of deteriorated, I think. Now they've added a couple of different cars that aren't VW bugs. And I don't know, it's it's a, l- a little dilapidated. There's like a little storefront there now that someone's, you know, selling spray paint and things like that. But anyway, those are two places that you can check out on Route 66 if you ever have the opportunity to travel that way. And uh, so we got that done. Let's see. Was that on the way out or the way back? On the way out, we did Cadillac Ranch. And then I think on the way back, we did slug bug. And then, then we, so that was in Texas. But before we got there, uh, we headed out to, or no, after we headed to, so we were going through Albuquerque and we got all excited about seeing Breaking Bad stuff. So I went on a blog and I started looking up places and I didn't know about the restaurant. And I also didn't know, I mean, I guess I, it makes sense now, but for whatever reason, I didn't know that the the Walter White residence is a real residence. And interestingly enough, if you if you look these things up, I'll try to find a link to put in the show notes of some travel blogs where they'll have like a whole list of a DIY tour. You can actually pay and reserve, make a reservation to go on a legit uh, RV. It's called an RV tour. I guess they take you in an RV and they take you around town and there's somebody who's very knowledgeable about the TV show and all the little behind the scenes details and stuff. Um, but it wasn't operate. It wasn't, it wasn't going on while we were passing through and we were just passing through. So we didn't have time to do like a whole extended tour. But if you look at travel blogs, you can see that other people have done it. And so they'll give you a list of places to go visit and what their significance is. So I made a, uh, a route in the Apple maps app and I sent it to you, Elisa. What is it? Did you get all 20 places and did it just come through as a text where you could import it into your maps app? Yeah, I've, I finally discovered that in order to keep it, I would have to keep it to save to my guides. Because uh-huh, okay. once you get out of maps, it's yeah. not there anymore. Oh, So I had okay. to go back into your text and then click on it again. And then save it to your guides. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So if you look on there, not all of the places are open anymore. Like some of them are closed. Um, let me get back to it here. And we didn't go to all of them, but it's nice because it, it kind of plots it all out for you. It lets you know which places are restaurants, which places are fun centers, um, which places are residences. So they're not all like like the the Zen nail spa. I really that wanted to been, go there. Yeah, as I said, that would have been fun to be, you know, Breaking yeah. Bad and Better Call Saul. Right. Totally. Like that that would be a perfect place for you and I to meet up, go get our nails done at the Zen yeah. Nail Spa. It says that it's permanently closed. So that's the location where I guess it was at one time. I wanted to at least drive by and see what was there, but it just, you know, we just didn't have time to do it. Um, so we did go to, let's see, which of the places we went to. We went to Walter White's house, which I have to tell you about that. So if I were advising people on what to go see on the tour, I don't know that I could advise you to go to the Walter White residence. And I'll tell you why, because it's kind of sad, you know, in in the TV show, you look at it and you're like, oh, the streets are really wide and, you know, they're skateboarding and stuff and and, uh, the, the way the cars spin around. That was the impression that I got. But then when I actually got there to the real place, like, no, it's a real neighborhood with real houses and people live there. <laughs> Duh. I mean, it's a real neighborhood. 
but it's much more narrow than I thought it would be. And so I felt a little uncomfortable driving around, like staring, gawking at this house where someone actually lives there. And in the travel blogs, one or two of them that I read said that uh, the residents had people have problems with people coming to visit who would go and buy pizzas and throw the pizzas up onto the roof. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh. That's not funny. I know. I know. It's like, it's funny, not funny. Right. And and it is kind of sad. That's why I said, I don't know that I would advise going there because when I did, like, I felt kind of creepy. I felt like a creep because we're driving around and that house in particular is completely gated. Like there's an, there's a big black gate around it. It's, it's just like, when you see it, your heart just kind of drops like, oh, these poor people who either, I don't know what the deal is, like either they bought the property or maybe they owned the property and the production company gave them money for it to use during the show. I don't know. I mean, but I have to imagine that maybe somebody bought the property after the fact for a pretty penny. And, you know, I bet you the, I don't know, it could go either way. Like, are, is the property value much higher because of the show, I imagine? Or is it lower because of the amount of traffic that it brings in? Because then all the other neighbors, they're also, like all of their homes, you can tell they had to fortify. There's, you know, there's security cameras and gates and just, it kind of looks like I probably was a nice, quiet, sleepy neighborhood at one time. And now because of the show, they had to fortify all of their their homes. So that's a little kind of sad in a way. So yeah, I don't know that I'd recommend like, hey, go visit the Walter White residence and no, please don't, and like especially don't take a pizza. Um, no. Yeah. So, in fact, the 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 owner, the woman who owns the home, we actually saw her because we had driven around, and I'm sure the people drive through there all the time, and we drove around, but like it was so it was so small that we drove by, and I was like, I didn't really get a good picture, and then I kind of felt bad for taking pictures, so we went to go around again just to kind of get a better look at it. And she had, she was out and I guess she was in her garage and she actually came out and she, we must not have been the only car driving around because then she came out and sat on her chair in her front lawn and she was recording us as we were driving by. And I was like, okay, so yeah, so I don't know that I'd recommend going there, but I mean, it's just, it's neat that all these places exist. And I know, for example, like I know that the, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of mixed feelings about the bronze statue like i said that was the first the first stop that we made um because some people on one hand say that they feel like it might inappropriately um glorify the meth business which has caused so much so many problems for the communities of people who live in albuquerque but on the other hand the show has brought a lot of awareness to the problems and so, you know, you kind of can't have one without the other, unfortunately. So I I mean, I'm biased. I'm a fan. So I tend to look at it on the positive side that, you know, yeah, we shouldn't make jokes about meth. It's a really serious addiction. And like even the, in the store that I'll tell you about, you know, of course, and there's a candy store. We didn't go to that. But, you know, they sell um, things that look like meth. Like there's a little blue uh, Lego set that's blue that looks like little pieces of, of crystal there's you know rock candy mm. that you can buy there's you know things that that joke about the blue meth right because that was mm. kind of the a character that's kind of, the show. of yeah that's no it's a little cringy like when you think yeah. about it that way like yeah. i don't know that we want to be selling candy to kids that is marketed as like the blue meth from the show so so yeah. that i can understand that's that's a not a, a good reference point um so on one hand, yeah, I get where they're coming from. It is kind of a cringy thought to think of. 
I don't know. Like, would it have been better? Do you think the bronze statue? And you can see it in the pictures; it's it's life size. Um, do you think it would have been better if the statue was of Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul and not of Walter White and Jesse Pinkman? Like, if they were honoring the actors, or I don't it, think a lot of people wouldn't get the reference. Yeah. Yeah, so it kind of has to be the characters. And plus, they also put Albuquerque on the map. They did. They really, really did. Um, and like you said, the show. it also brought awareness, because my husband mm-hmm. and I would watch and we'd say, why do people want to intentionally mm-hmm. feel this way? Right. But then you kind of learn why. Yeah. I mean, it, it does explore the darker side and the psychological issues that people face when they kind of live in oppressed areas and you know, problems that they face, you, you can definitely see why the problem exists, why it, it, it's, it still exists, why it perpetuates. But I don't know that necessarily the show makes it any worse. If anything, I think it brings more awareness to it. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. And, you know, I don't live there. I might feel differently if I actually live there. But I do like the fact that it has brought awareness to it. And maybe, you know, with the money that's been brought in from tourism and tax dollars, I mean, it has brought in a lot of money to the place. So hopefully they're able to use that as a resource to It's help also a situation of doing the wrong thing for the right reason. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yep. Very much so. So, yeah, it was, it was just cool to go, like, as a fan and, and think about that kind of stuff. I mean, we all get excited about TV shows and things. I, I've never been – I don't know. I can't think of any other TV show – I guess because I'm still kind of like running, you know, a little high from the trip. No, pardon the pun. <laughs> but thinking about like, how excited I was to see all of this memorabilia and stuff, I can't think of another show that I was that I'm not excited about. I think what it is is because I like Breaking Bad. Of course, I I love the the story, the the character arc, but I personally really like it for the production quality i love all the details and the little easter eggs and it just seemed like there was no stone unturned and there's just i i even follow like a reddit online that talks about it and 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 also better call saul that talk about just all the little details and like people sit there and still to this day after all these years since it's been aired now uh better call saul when did that stop airing that like maybe what a year or two ago that that finished. Yeah, I think it was. This is what twenty three. So I believe it was. Was it twenty two or twenty three? Let me look it up. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's. I know it's pretty recent since that stopped airing, since that concluded. But Breaking Bad has been off the the. You know, it's it's been in the archives for how many years now? Okay, the last episode was a year ago now, August fifteenth, twenty twenty two. Oh wow. It was Better Call Saul. Oh, it's like a, then, like a little anniversary. And then Breaking Bad. Let's see. Yeah, I wonder Breaking when the last... It was six, season six, I believe. Did they both have six seasons, I want to say? Breaking Bad had like a five and a half. It was kind of weird. Where's Breaking Bad? Yeah, I just know, you know, it's been out for so many years, and people are still fans, and they're okay. still... Watching Breaking it. Bad went from 2008 to 2013. Oh, wow. So, wow. Like, so it's been 10 ago. years. A decade ago. So, for a decade, the show's been off the air, so to speak. But, it, I mean, it hasn't because now it's in, I guess you could say, syndicate since we can watch all of the, the episodes on Netflix. I don't even know. I know you can get, I know you can get Better Call Saul on Netflix, but I haven't looked at Breaking Bad for a while because I, I watched Where did it I twice. Watch? I think 
when we watched Breaking Bad the second time, it was Netflix. I know they're also showing yeah. it on AMC. Okay, okay, so it's streaming on Netflix, but only seasons one through five. Oh, yeah, because that, that five, six seasons. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. There is only five seasons. Okay. Is there five? So then was yep. it five and a half, not six? Because I remember buying nope. the last season because I couldn't yep, watch it. Five and a half, five seasons. Mm-hmm. And, oops, I just lost it here. Go back. It was it was kind of weird. It was like that show did things that other shows had never done before. It was a lot of kind of groundbreaking storytelling. Yeah. And now you, now you see it everywhere. Like you see that method of storytelling in other shows now. And it's always like, it's oh, it's all of Breaking Bad. Do you know what I mean? Like when you watch a TV show, you're like, oh, they, they got this from Breaking Bad. When they go back in history and start at the, they start, they start at the beginning or they start, they start like way back and they're like, what happened there? You know, like when it starts out, it's like, it's, it's Walter White at his house and it's all like a, you know, it's a wreck after what happened. I don't want to have any spoilers or anything, but they're like, what happened? You know, what, what occurred to, to lead to this? And then you get the whole backstory. I well, just, that was similar to Orange is the New Black. Did you watch oh, that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Where it was taking place in the present, but they would, not necessarily every episode, but mm-hmm. very frequently they would d- devote an episode mostly to someone's backstory. So like an so origin knew, story. Yeah. So you knew who okay. they were before they went to jail and what happened to cause them to go to jail. Uh-huh. We just started watching the Gardens of the Galaxy and we're watching Rocket's origin story. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I guess maybe I'm just attracted to that type of storytelling. I, I think I like that. But yeah, I, I just really liked all the little details and the cinematography. I mean, everything was just so artistically done. That's why I like to watch it. I, that's why I'm a fan of the show. Um, so where else do we go? So we, we start out with the statue I think the Walter White residence was the last place that we saw. But we did go to Los Pueros Hermanos. And if you look in the pictures there, so I wanted to tell you this story while we were recording. There's a picture of me with a woman, a selfie, with the lady at the counter. So that is, uh, I I didn't catch her name or anything, but she told me that she had been working there for many, many years. So she... When we first came into the restaurant, she said, are you here for Twisters or are you here for Breaking Bad? And like you knew she knew the answer already. (laughs) We said Breaking Bad and she had this big smile. It wasn't like another Breaking Bad fan. Like they were very welcoming and you could just tell other people were there for the same reason. I don't know that many people that I, I don't know. I just wonder how many people go there just thinking it's just a restaurant and haven't watched the show versus the people who go there purposely because of the show. Um, but anyway, when I was ordering, I had sprained my ankle. I, I, I overturned it just before we got to the restaurant. So I had this really achy ankle and she was so nice. She gave me ice for my ankle, <laughs> but she, I asked her, I said, do you, do you take selfies with people? She goes, Oh yeah. You know? So I think that the selfie that I got with her was her last selfie because she told me she, that was her last day working there that she was retiring. So that was kind of special, I thought. Mm. After all the people that she probably served for all those years, because she's been working there at least, you know, the decade since it since it aired there. So I just thought that was really cool. And then um, they have like this little corner in the restaurant. That's why I started to talk about all the graffiti. And I went down that rabbit hole there <laughs> because I was going to tell you that in the corner of the restaurant, they have this, this area devoted to Breaking Bad fans. There's even a... 
uh, registration book, uh, a guest book to sign. And it is so cool. I took I took a bunch of pictures just for reference because there's all these signatures and, and drawings and sketches and things that people put in there from all over the world. Like we were there and somebody signed right after we did because I went back to look at something else from Italy. And somebody before us was there from Poland and Germany. And like people come there from all over the world. It is just it's just the coolest thing. And so there's this big mural of all the the main characters um, in black and white, their their faces, and it's all graffitied. Like everybody has signed their name and some little saying, you know, something that referenced the show. And they had these like props set out for the <laughs> for the the meth making lab that was in the RV, which is you know, it's just it's it's kitschy. It's it's kind of like it's it goes back to that cringe feeling of like, oh, should we really be putting this out there? But it's part of the show, and uh, like everybody knows what it means when they see it. Uh, this picture that somebody drew of Hector, they did a nice job. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, there's there's real devoted fans, and can, you can, can tell you they're imagine, from all ages too. Can you imagine someone's like you guys go in, you're ordering a chicken sandwich, and Gus Fringe walks out from behind the counter? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I did imagine it. Like you know, when I went to use the bathroom, there was like I'm walking down the hallway to the now. You know, in the show, they always show that his office is in the back. So as yeah. I'm walking down the hallway, I'm like, I wonder where Gus's office is. Yeah. <laughs> it's not back there. I can tell you that. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't tell you that, but yeah. <laughs> That's why I took a picture of the hallway. It yep, was just I... so cool to be able to eat there. And the food was really good. I, I was I was pleasantly surprised because uh, normally uh, I can't find, you know, gluten-free options and stuff like that. But again, the lady that was helping me at the counter, I told her, and she's like, oh, we had the corn tortillas. And yeah, it was it was really great. Um, so I do have to give listeners a heads up. I have a washing machine repairman coming, and I just got the message that he's on his way. So probably in about, well, we might be done recording by then. Um, but in case you hear the doorbell and the door knocking, I will be writing the mute button. But in case I don't get to it in time, that's what happened. Nobody from the, the Salamanca twins have not come to get me. <laughs> and they would be kind of silent. Anyway. Right, exactly. You wouldn't hear them coming anyway. <laughs> yeah. You might hear a rattlesnake or something. I think they said five words between the two of them, the whole show. Yeah. (laughs) But if you hear a steel guitar playing in the background. uh, Yeah. uh, Pray for me. (laughs) Yeah. Run, run. So the actor who played uh, uh, Hector Salamanca, he had just passed away the day. uh, I'm trying to look at what his uh, Mark McGullis. He had just passed away the day after that I was there. So that was kind of, we have some pictures of, they, they do have in the in the museum, in the back of the Breaking Bad store that we went in. Uh, so I'll talk a little bit about that. So there's a Breaking Bad store. You have to be the one who shops. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's in this, I, I, t- I, show, I took a bunch of pictures. There's a picture of like, it's in this beautiful, adorable little like town square type of place where there's a gazebo and there's all these cute little kitschy shops there's an apothecary next door and you go down to the corner and there's the breaking bad store and at first when you go in it just looks like a storefront it's got a little neon sign out front and then you keep walking through the store and in the back of the store is an entire museum all devoted to breaking bad and better call saul and there's just all this memorabilia and things that are signed with autographs. And you can see the pictures that I took. I mean, they have the, this one wall that is floor to ceiling mannequins that are dressed in the actual 
uh, the actual clothes that the characters wore in the show. I mean, you can look right up there at Walter White's underwear and his green shirt. It's like right in the center. Uh, and they all have certificates of authenticity. They all have tags on them that tell you who wore the suit. I mean, you kind of know if you've watched the show and you can see the, the pinstripe uh, blazers and suits of the lawyers and even the twins, the, mm. the Salamanca twins and their boots <laughs> are right there. So that's really cool to see. Um, yeah, it was just, they have so much really cool memorabilia. So of course we had to, we had to get some little, uh, um, souvenirs and I got a, I'll put it in the show notes as the episode art. I got a slate, um, coaster for my, my drink here that says, I am the one who knocks Walter White, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I really like it. That's really cool. I let my kiddos get one of the, the naughty mugs. <laughs> I forget. Oh, my oldest got, they sell uh, horchata in uh, glass, you know, uh, soda bottles that have the Los Pollos Hermanos uh, tag on them. So they got one of those and that was really cool. So that was, that was a lot of fun. I I highly encourage people to, you know, go visit and um, check it out and see all of the memorabilia. A lot of it is signed by Vince Gilligan and the actors they even have Holly's crib in one of the corners. I mean, they just, they have all these little things that you look around like, oh my gosh, it's here. <laughs> if you really want to get into the weeds of all the Easter eggs and so forth for Breaking Bad, Vince Gilligan had a podcast. Oh, cool. And I was listening to it like mind blown. Oh yeah? I mean, just simple little things like we picked those stones for this reason. And yeah. did you notice that, you know, uh, uh, Skylar was wearing a red dress, and normally she wears a blue dress, but mm-hmm. today she wore a red dress for right? this reason. Just like, oh my god! I like, I don't watch shows that intensely yeah. to pick up on things like that. That's and then the you think stuff that I love, yeah, and you think back on, it, you go, oh yeah, that's right. She always does wear blue dresses, but now she was wearing mm-hmm. a red dress. Hmm. Right. And the yarn, the the picture of the yarn that I showed you, the one of the blue yarn is Skylar white blue. <laughs> There's a there's a whole section of, of colors. I saw somewhere online that there's a well, there's a Breaking Bad wiki that I'm looking at here now. Uh, but I know somewhere along the line, there is a color chart that describes what the colors signified during the parts of the season when they were wearing those colors. And I just thought that was really cool. That to me is like a little bit of a hat tip. I don't know if it was on purpose. That'd be something to, to listen in that podcast. But do you remember um, M. Night Shyamalan's um, the one with Bruce Willi- Willis. Um, oh, The Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense. Yeah, I see yeah. that people. That is the one. That was the first show that, or the sh- the first movie that I remember seeing where color was its own character, where color played such a pivotal role. I don't want to give any spoilers in case nobody watched it. It was a long time, long time ago. But there's key colors that show up throughout the film that signify that is foreshadowing that something is going to occur or something has happened. And you have to kind of follow along with the colors. And that's that's what I think about when I think about the color wheel in Breaking Bad. So I don't know if you knew about that. No. I'd have to watch The Sixth Sense again. It'd be like watching it for the first time. It's been so long. Yeah. But I do remember watching it the first time and then watching it immediately afterwards. Yeah. And then things made yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like Breaking Bad. It's one of those things where there's all these little details that you might miss the first time around. And it is one of those things you do have to watch it if you if you want to, if you're like us. <laughs> I do, I do, 
I have not never been before this. I was never really the type of person to watch something more than once. And like same with with Ted Lasso. I've watched that twice. Like I, I would watch Breaking Bad again if I had time. Like if I, if I broke my leg or something and I was laid up and I and I had to watch a bunch of TV, I would watch Breaking Bad again. Although I would probably watch Better Call Saul again because I just finished that and I do. I kind of feel like I want to watch it again just because there's so many details. I love all the details. So, yeah, that's uh, my adventures in Albuquerque and uh, the our, our self-directed DIY Breaking Bad tour. Look, I even, that was have, fun. even have the little shopping bag from the store. It says, be the one who shops. I love that. <laughs> yeah, you have to check that out sometime. Maybe next time I go, I'll get you some yarn. Do you want, do you want, do you want bleed out red or do you yeah, want Yeah, there was bleed white? out red I saw. And I couldn't read some of the yeah, labels, yeah. but I saw bleed out and Skylar. Right. There was what Skylar blue and yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. So that's a good good thing to do on a road trip. I I thought I thought that was a pretty good trip. Yeah. So what have you been up to lately in your uh, geekiness? Oh, let's see. I did come did find something. I mean, other people might have already known this, but I have a little tip here on your Apple Card. Oh yes. So what ended up happening is, I think we talked about this before, when you charge on your Apple card, you get the bill the following month on the 1st or 2nd. So everything that you spent in July, you get the bill on August 1st or 2nd, and you have until August 31st to pay the bill. Mm -hmm. I normally pay the bill 27th, you know, give myself a couple of days. For the month of July, doing a lot of charging. Mm -hmm. New house will do that to you. Yeah, and then so I will see a road a, trip. I see a charge you. come through, and I had forgotten it was a pre-planned, uh, that pre-authorized charge, and I saw mm-hmm. it go through, and then I looked at the card, and I was down to like two hundred dollars of credit left. And I went, oh, my oh God. dear, good thing I had enough credit. I better pay my bill now. Uh huh. So I went in and I paid the bill. Yeah. The problem is, so let's say it's five thousand dollars. Uh huh. So you pay that $5,000, it will still say upcoming payment of $5,000 will be made on such and such a date. And I'm thinking, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I, I want to cancel that. auto pay, right? Yep. I yeah, had that uh, question too. And I'm like, how do I get rid of this? And I, I, I'm hitting all these buttons and I couldn't figure out how to get rid of it. And I was just about to call and find out how to do it. When I said, let me hit these three little dots in the upper right corner. Uh-huh. So you hit those three little dots. It goes to scheduled payments. Uh-huh. You click on scheduled payment. And then right now mine says one-time payment. So I click on that and it shows the date I'm going to pay it, the amount I'm going to pay and where the money's coming from. And then underneath it says cancel payment. Mm-hmm. And I hit the cancel payment, and mm-hmm. we were good to go. Good. So it didn't. It didn't like. Uh, it didn't process the the one from before that was canceled. Like in other words, it wasn't like, oh, well, you can cancel it the next billing cycle. It canceled it for that billing cycle. It canceled for the one that I had scheduled. Yeah. So what I did is I took that five thousand dollars and I paid it. I don't know, like the twelfth or the thirteenth of the month. Yeah, but I didn't want them to take another, another five thousand. Right, right. Because you want I to get wanted, your credit available credit back up sooner. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and I didn't need to pay that second five thousand dollars. So, so that I said, makes I'll, me wonder. So when you so you went to the three dots. So I'm following along as you're telling me this. We went to the yep. three dots. Then you went to scheduled payments. Now mm-hmm. below that, because I have the same exact thing set up. Mine says once a month monthly balance. So I just have it set to pay the monthly balance. 
And then below that in blue text, it says, make additional payment. And it says, make payments by 8.59 p.m. on August 31st. So I wonder, I wonder what that, because there's schedule and then there's pay. Yeah, I just don't know. It doesn't, it's not clear enough. It would be nice if it was more clear. Does that mean you can make an additional payment like you wanted to? Or how did you, so you went like, okay, I think I know what you meant. You tapped on the check mark and then you were like, okay, other amount. Or you went through, you know how there's like a little ring and you push your finger along and it changes colors as you go to let you know if you're paying more towards your balance, whether or not you're going to have an interest charge if you pay that amount. And then what I, what I did was I went to upcoming payment. Click that button, mm-hmm. and right now it says choose amount, and it's yeah. got the amount of my balance. I'm there. And what I ended up doing is where it says schedule, mm-hmm. I just hit on schedule, and I did one-time one time. payment, and then I changed it back mm-hmm. to an earlier date, but it still kept that later date. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I didn't want those two. I just wanted the one just payment. The one I want to pay it now, not later. Mm-hmm. And the app was saying, well, no, you're making a payment now and you're making a payment later. Right. So that's how I found how to cancel that second payment. Right. I mean, that's definitely the workaround for sure. Um, Because I ran into a similar situation because we were traveling. You know, I knew it was coming due, but I wanted it to pay more than it said it was going to pay. Like, in other words, I guess there was transactions that hadn't cleared yet. And so I want the balance paid off, paid off. Like I want to pay off the complete balance. I don't want anything left over. So what I end up usually doing is letting it do its auto payment. And then I use the reminders app to remind me that, okay, this payment should have occurred by now. Then go, I just go in and I just pay off the rest of it. Because at the time that it's scheduled to pay it off, even though it says account balance, it's account balance. It's not, it doesn't include the things that haven't cleared yet. Correct. So it kind of feels like, I guess, I guess if you're always using it like we do, because we're using it for everything we can, um, because I'm trying to keep everything in one place, then it just seems like we could just always make a payment. <laughs> There's always a payment to be made because we're kind of treating it like our checking account in a way. Like if we didn't have a credit card, we would just be paying for things out of our checking account. But I want to get the interest and, you know, the points and stuff. So I'm using this and then just paying it off every month. And, and then in addition to that, like zeroing it out whenever I can just to keep it so that it doesn't end up with a balance. But yeah, I, I was I was thinking about the same thing. I was like, oh, do I really want to do that? Because I think I might've done that once where I wanted to pay it. And then I realized later that, well, now wait a minute, I made this payment, but it's still going to do a scheduled payment. And then what's going to happen? I don't know. So then I did go and I turned it off and then I rescheduled it. So yeah, that's definitely, a, people should know about that in case they want to go and do that and, and change their their payment. Um, let's do another, another PSA while we're talking about helpful hips and uh, tips and things. Um, I wanted to give a little bit of feedback on, so back to our travel again, a little bit. We talked last time about our, our prime haul and the things that we got. And, um, this is the, the anchor charge station that I got. And is that what yours looks like? Is it similar to that? Very similar. Yeah. So it has the. It's all, it's, it's nice. This is all it is. So I'm showing Elisa, this is my anchor charge station and it's, there's only one wire that comes out the back. And while we were traveling, we have two of these, one for Nate and one for me. And then we just had like one of those, um, 
we you you talked about one that you bought last time and I have one too where you plug it into the wall and it's got multiple outlets and it's also a surge protector. Right. So we had yep. all the kids plug their stuff into that. We plugged ours into that too. So everything was plugged into a surge protector while we traveled. Um there were places we stayed at where they had the little outlet in the lamp. And, yep. and that yes. was a lot of hotels have yeah, that. That was enough power for everything. But I I really liked the way this traveled. I didn't feel the need to take out the little the little circular thing that holds up the Apple Watch charger. I just left it on and we just kind of gently wrapped it around and we just kind of stuffed them in with our our clothes and pillows and things like that. And they traveled really, really well. Nothing broke. And my husband really, really likes this. He's really thankful that I got this. And they've worked out really great for the for the travel. So I will put a link to this in the show notes again because I really, really like this Anchor traveling uh, charger station. It It's our everyday uh, charge station that goes on our nightstands and it's also what we unplug from our nightstand and then put it in our our, our suitcases so those travel really well um, so I wanted to share about that and then uh, Mint Mobile I know you were talking about um, you were telling us you were having some issues with Mint Mobile I was going to follow up with you and ask how that's going because uh, yeah I was a little bit frustrated with it but then again we haven't traveled in six years and six years ago we had we had a different, I think we were still with, you know, we were with AT&T for the last like 20 years. So um, I don't remember there being that much of a difference. I think that it just is what it is. And the route that we take to get out east is like Route 66, I-40. And there's, like I said before, there's just a whole lot of nothing there. So there were a lot of big gaps along the way going from Tucson all the way up north through Arizona out to Texas. So once we got into New Mexico, then Mint Mobile service was great. I had 5G, I had full bars. And in fact, when we went to one of the the hotels in Oklahoma, you know, a lot of times when you get there, one of the first things you want to do is look for Wi-Fi. And I had such good service inside the hotel room that I didn't even have to use the Wi-Fi because I have that, uh, they upped it to 15 gigs. So I had like a 15 gig plan. So I didn't end up using any Wi-Fi the whole trip, the whole entire trip for like a week. I didn't connect to any Wi-Fi. Now, I did cut it close. So it was really good that I had that 15 gigs because I, I didn't run out, but I was getting really close. Like it was it was giving me messages saying, you know, you've used like 80% of your data. And I just was conservative by the time I got back and it it lasted fine. So now I'm wondering, I'm thinking, well... Because you know how you have to prepay, and and that's a decision that we have to make come October, which is coming up. What data plans are we going to choose? I think I'm still going to keep the kids, you know, on the the four gigabyte plan, and my husband the same because they just the kids do blow through it, but that's because they're teenagers and they need to learn how to manage their data. I'm not just mm-hmm. going to buy more data for them. They have to, they just have to learn how to manage it or get a job and and pay for it and add pay for it themselves yeah. yeah and add on data if that's what they want then they can add on the data so that's what's cool about the the mint service plan i mean it doesn't have the parental controls like at&t did which i sometimes used but i try to refrain from um but you can always add on data when they run out of it and it kind of like helps the kids like learn like okay i have to i have to conserve i did let them use my hotspot for a little while and then i discovered that Keegan was watching YouTube videos with it. And so I had to put the kibosh on that. And again, I like being able to turn that off, I turn it on. I, I can kick them off. I can add them. So I, I felt there was some good flexibility there. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't right now, I don't know if they have plans for the future, but right now you can't go back through and like look at your call history, at least like 
in AT&T, you could log on online. And that had been helpful for the few times where I had to go back and like relook at a phone call that I had with a client and like, oh, how long was the call? So I just have to be more mindful about looking at your history on your phone. Yeah, I can see the history on the phone. There was something. and, And again, it's not that big of a deal. Because when it did happen, I was like, well, how often does this happen where I needed to look for a call that occurred in the prior billing cycle? Because then I guess for whatever, oh, I know what I did. I did that thing where you go into the cellular settings and I, what is it called? Where you renew, because I couldn't decide if I wanted to do that. I used to never do that before. And now I thought I wanted to do it to see how much data I was using. Where you, where you reset it every month. Yeah. And yeah, but when that, you doesn't do change that, your, that doesn't change your phone call listing. No, I thought something did, or maybe I ran no. out of space. But all I know is I went to go back looking for something and well, okay, it I cleared I, out, so okay. I couldn't find it again. I think I'm confusing it with voicemail, because I've got voicemail that go years back. Yeah, this one yeah. only goes back to June 28th. Yeah, it's the recents. Like that, yeah, that's where it was. So mine goes back to July 18th of this year, and that's it. So there was something that happened, and I wanted to go back and find out, well, when did they call? I was just trying to put together like the history about something, and it must have just purged or something, and so I couldn't find that. But had... If it had been AT&T, I would have been able to go back and download that from like, you know, a year ago. You know what I mean? So that's just one little gotcha. But I mean, again, like how often does that happen? It just it doesn't. So now now I know about that. The other thing that it doesn't tell you is um, it tells you how much data you've used for that for that period. But it doesn't give you a history of like, in other words, I would like to see a report to figure out like, well, how much data do I really use? And I, don't, I haven't been able to find that. Have you seen that anywhere in the Mint mobile app? What do you mean? Like a breakdown? Yeah, like a breakdown of like how much data I've used or how many calls I've made or how many uh, minutes I talked or how many uh, text messages I sent like that. I yeah. don't care so much about. But it doesn't I would show like to you know that. But if you go into back into the cellular settings, it will show you that you used, you know, 1.2 gigs on Safari. And yeah, unless you clear it out. So it won't give you like history over time. Like if I just leave it go and I don't reset it, then yeah, I probably would be able to see that. But it doesn't it just says current period. Right. It's like photos is 3.9 gigs, right? But it doesn't really tell me how much data I used over the course of, you know, say the last, like over the year. Like if I were trying to decide, okay, the year is up, now it's time to renew, which plan should I pick? Am I really getting the most out of this 15 gigabyte plan? Do I really need 15 gigs? Can I get away with My the, understanding the is plan? before you renew, they're supposed to send you an email and oh. kind of give you an idea. I could be wrong here because... But it's supposed to give you an idea based on your history, you would be, you know, you, you signed up for unlimited, but maybe all you really need is 15. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that'll have to be something I'll be looking for when it's time to renew, because I kind of think I'm just gonna, if I can afford it, again, I have to like, look at the budgeting and stuff. And I think if we can afford it, I'll just keep it. Because worst case scenario, at least one of us in the family has the larger plan. So if like, say, my husband ran out of data, he could hop on my hotspot. You know what I mean? So, or if the kids really needed it, or they're really nice to me, <laughs> then I might let them use my hotspot. <sighs> yeah, I'm Collateral. logging. I just logged into Mint Mobile online, which I never do, to see if they have anything like that. And mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not seeing it. 
though they do make it much easier to change your plan. It shows you a chart now that mm-hmm. says five gig, 15 gig, 20, mm-hmm. unlimited. And it oh, shows right. you it three months, five. six months, and 12 months. So it shows you right there at a glance how much it would cost. That's cool. My, okay, so my account under profile and security, there's nothing there. Payment transaction, Wi-Fi calling and text. Yeah, so it doesn't tell you anything. And transaction history is just showing how much money you've spent. Yeah, it'd be kind of nice if they had a little bit more reporting. Yeah, there's nothing that I'm seeing here. But it is kind of, I mean, that is why it costs less, because they don't have all that overhead. So it'd be nice, but then they'd have to hire more people to do that kind of data crunching, and then our bills would go up. So it's kind of a trade-off. You have to decide if if you're willing to live without that. And I I am. I just need to do my own reporting a little bit better, I guess. I'm not going to renew. Yeah, I was going to ask you, so you're going to go with Spectrum or something? I'm going to give Spectrum a try. The problem I have with Mint is in my house, like right now, I have one little tiny bar. Mm -hmm. And when I go in the basement, I was in the basement yesterday, and I looked at my phone, and it said SOS. Oh, yeah, I'm sure in a basement, they probably wouldn't get it either. I didn't have it before at my other house. Mm -hmm. But in this house... It probably depends on how your house is constructed. But this is more open. And I had a really old house that had yeah. brick walls, you know, so yeah. you would think that you'd have the difficulty think- there, not here. Right. I have a very hard time getting sick. In fact, I had a call customer for support for something this morning, and he was telling me, I can barely hear you. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's mm-hmm. on my side. I said, I'm sorry. Hopefully won't. Hmm. I, I, I've, I've been disconnected when I've made calls in the basement. All of a sudden, gone, calls dropped. I believe it. Yeah. So I figured for what we would pay for Spectrum for one year is exactly what we would pay for Mint because Spectrum mm-hmm. has a deal right now, unlimited, buy one line, get one free. Mm-hmm. So it would end up costing exactly the same. And the good thing with Spectrum and is it's unlimited. month by month. Yeah, and it's month oh, by month. Oh, that's so. Then if you can test it out. Yeah, so I can go two or three problem. months. And yeah, and in that case, I would say, well, I'll finish the year because I'm paying the same and then mm-hmm. I'll go back to Mint or maybe I'll try mm-hmm. a different company. Mm-hmm. So, um. I, I have wonder, to does, look into that soon. Do they soon. make boosters? Like, is there, like, I know AT&T offered some kind of gizmo you could get where it would boost your signal. But what about Wi-Fi calling? I mean, you don't want to have to do that. But what about turning on Wi-Fi calling? Oh, well, look at that. I just got a, just got a text from Mint. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're listening. It's a new <laughs> month and watching. you've got a fresh tank of your Mint. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mint. Yeah, I'm going to give Spectrum a try. Okay. Yeah, and then if the the basement is the problem, like it might be the problem with the basement, just but the no, even right and, now, even right now, I've got one bar. Yeah, I yeah. shouldn't have. See, one and that bar. happens to me too. I, I know what you mean. Like I just try to avoid cellular calls as best as I can, and I have sort of tried to learn in the house where the places are. But like for example, now I have three bars, and I normally only have two here. Oh, but it does say Wi-Fi calling is turned on. I don't know. Th- that shouldn't impact it, though. But anyway, like even when my neighbor calls me, she's right next door. And yet we struggle to hear each other on the cellular phone. So I just end up calling her back on a FaceTime audio. But she's on T-Mobile. I'm on Mint. Mint uses T-Mobile. So I don't know. Yeah. But if I go in the back of the house, if I go into my bedroom and sit by the window, then I can have you know relatively clear cellular calls. But I want to do my work on the phone in the office in the front of the house. So... Yeah, it's yeah. a little frustrating. 
Yep. It is what it is. I'm not, yep. I, just, I don't want to go back to any other expensive one. I don't know that that would make a difference. I mean, oh, I'm definitely Verizon not going back to really AT&T. Good. That's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to go to Verizon. I know Verizon has better coverage everywhere else. And from what I've seen with, with clients, but their customer service is just, I can't, I just, I, I'll deal with, I'll deal with it. <laughs> I'll deal with men for not having to deal with that. Uh, what else? Um, I had two quick things I wanted to mention sure. another PSA. Uh-huh. Uh, I think we talked about this before, but I'll mention it again. I went to my health insurance company's website. I was looking up something and I saw they ha- they reimburse. We had talked about this before. They reimburse up to $600 for doing healthy things. Hmm. And it could be taking a yoga class. Uh, I get reimbursed for Apple Fitness Plus. I get reimbursed for my gym. And then I saw it said something about fitness products. Mm-hmm. And I said, hmm, let you me call them. Watch is a fitness product. So I called them up and I said, will you pay for my Apple Watch? And they said, yes. Sweet. Wow. So the way it works, because you got to play all the angles here, uh-huh. is a watch is $400 if you get the basic with the sports band. Mm-hmm. So you buy from Apple, you get your 3% back on your Apple card. Yeah. You trade in your old one to a third party because you get more money back that way. Right. And then I've already used $280 of my 600 uh-huh. So I would get back $320 on a $399 watch. Nice. <laughs> plus whatever I get back in yeah. return for selling the old one. Uh-huh. And the thing is, I offered it to Tom. So I'm, I haven't bought anything yet, but I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll wait. You know, we never know because I have an Apple Watch 7. And I even said to my husband the other day, I said, so if I get a new watch, do you want this one? And he <laughs> hesitated. Normally, he just oh, g- either gives me right. a look or he goes, no. This uh, time he hesitated for just a moment. And then he goes, no. <laughs> said, <"Okay."> nice try. <laughs> said, okay. That's funny. Up to you. Because now you'll get, the, you'll get a trade in for the 7. According to Apple, it was $160. Oh, that's not bad. So if I go third party, it might be more mm-hmm. like 180 or 200 Hmm. What other third party ones have you tried? Any? De- declutter. That's oh, who right. I used for my phones. Right. Okay. I've always used Apple for my watch, but yeah. I used Declutter for my phone and I got more money. And yeah. the good thing is when you use, if you sell it back to Apple, you spend, let's say, you know, $400 for your watch. You put it on your credit card. But then if they refund you, say, $100 for your old watch, that 100 comes off your credit card, so then you lose that 3%. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Like you got the adjustment. Got to play all the angles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the final thing I have to say is my 10-year-old printer, almost 10-year-old printer, literally bit the dust yesterday. I mean, yeah, it, it was it, on its last legs. It broke. Like, mm. it physically broke. I'm like, okay, great. This is not what I wanted to do is buy a new printer. I wanted something as cheap as possible. So I found a $39 Canon printer. Nice. At Walmart. Uh-huh. But it wasn't easy. Ink, <laughs> ink isn't the- too bad, yeah. but I haven't bought that yet. I just used what came yeah. in the box. And it's bigger than I wanted. I wanted something a little more compact, but it's what they had. Finding a printer now is not easy. So I bought it. The damn thing would not connect to internet. I was not a happy camper. I'm like, I don't have time for this. Right. And then the direction said, well, you can always uh, attach via, or you can connect via USB. I'm like, no, I can't. There is no USB port on this printer. It's Wi-Fi only. So I'm trying this and I'm trying that. And I said, well, maybe it's got something to do with the browser. Let me change it to Safari. Nope, that didn't happen. 
So I said, okay, fine, I'm giving up. I'm going to call customer support. Well, good luck having to try to find customer support. I had to do a Google search to find the phone number because it's not right. on Canon's website. Oh, not, not yeah, they don't want, they don't, nobody wants phone calls anymore. And I'm thinking if I have to pack this thing up and bring it back, I'm mm-hmm. like, mm. I called, I was first I called and I get, you know, the, the, you get the automated voice and it says, we need your, my Canon account number. I'm like yelling into the phone. I don't have one. That's why okay, I'm calling you, you, damn it. <laughs> thank you. Goodbye. Click. Call back again. Same thing. Click. Okay, fine. Set up a MyCanon um, account on their website. It must have recognized my phone number because it said, I will put you through to customer support. I'm like, <laughs> well, then I'm on hold for 10 minutes. Uh, so I finally said, you know, I'm making my lunch. And as soon as I sat down, turn on the TV to watch Days of Our Lives, the guy comes on. Of course. You invoked the the trick. The trick with this and how to connect it is don't use your computer. Use your phone. Oh. I had to download the Canon app. Yeah, that makes sense. And it took two tries. Mm -hmm. But once it it took, Mm -hmm. it's a very slow printer. It has something to do with um, the the network. Um, Like, did you get that message that said it wanted permission to connect to devices on your network? And I, I don't didn't know if get it's Bluetooth anything. It wouldn't what? take it. And I even turned off the 5G network on Eero, yeah, so that right? wouldn't be a problem. Mm-hmm. So then meanwhile, I finally get it all hooked up. Okay, this is great. I do a test print. Okay, it's working. Good. I go to Tom's computer. I go to, into his settings. I go into printers. I just put add. The Canon printer pops up. Click on it. Done. <laughs> so it just took the, the mobile app to make it all happen, huh? Yep. So now I Interesting. that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What a pain in the butt that was. <laughs> it's because we're old. <laughs> it's like, I don't have time for this crap. I'm so used I have to doing everything on the computer. Do. got to do everything well, on the mean, phone now. In, in years past, you could get a printer for under 50 bucks, mm-hmm. and you just plug it in, you download the drivers from the website, and you're good to go. And even, even you didn't even have to do that sometimes with the Mac. All you had to do is just hit the plus button. It would scan. It would go... Looks like you have a, a printer over there. Like, right, yeah, because all the printer drivers are kind of built in. Yeah. yeah. And it would just mm-hmm. download the one for your printer and you're good to go. Now they make you jump through all these hoops. Well, and they're also trying to sell you stuff through the app too. The apps can be kind of invasive. Like, well, do you want to buy these, you know, these thank you cards? And do you want to buy ink? And do you want to sign up for the ink subscription service? And yeah, I think it's because they, that's nope. where they want your nope. eyeballs. Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So that's it for my PSAs. Well, I have one last PSA that we'll finish up with, and um, it's 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 a oh, it's frustrating. So I don't know if it's just me or if it's this it's a sign of the times or what, but it just seems like lately there's been a lot more scams and hacks and and people getting scammed out of stuff. And I won't say who. I won't even. Uh, I will try not to hint at who it happened to, but it happened to multiple people. Um, a couple and a single person that fell for the the trusty old, uh, well, you have to pay for this thing with with gift cards. And I've, I've just, I've heard this happen to so many people. I've rescued clients from it where it happened to them. And it's like, these are people who they're not dumb. Like they're, they're, they're not, they know better. You know what I mean? And it just, it kind of scares me and thinks it could happen to me, like to, to the people that this happened to who are very like security conscious and don't, they know not to click on email links or anything. 
it happened to them and i think i think i know what is what is in somewhat a factor and and this is what they said they had just come back from a trip and they were tired and i think that that's what happens i think that the psa is that we all have to operate that it's not a matter of if but when we will be approached by some kind of a catfishing scheme right and it's and in what happened in this one case that i'll talk about is that Sometimes you'll go to a website and it's nothing nefarious. You're just shopping along for something. Maybe it's Etsy. Maybe it's some other website where somebody's selling something cool. And if they don't have, you know, their certificates up to date or like maybe they're a well-meaning web designer, but they decided to try to make a little money on the back end by running ads. And then these ads get injected with malware. And maybe they just haven't properly vetted the type of ads that get served up on their website. And that's just to say that it could happen to anybody. It's, I mean, I have seen it. I have gone to websites when I was browsing something for sale and a message popped up that said, you know, uh, your Adobe Flash is out of date. Like, I'm like, you know, ne- me, I've removed that for so many people's computers over the years. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I just close the tab and move on. Like, I know not to give it a second thought. I just know because I've, I've seen these things so many times. But the regular person, maybe not so much. You know, you and I see this stuff. So we can probably spot it a lot faster than somebody else could. But what is happening lately is that they will go to a website and then a message will pop up. It won't be a pop-up like, you know, when you've seen like older PCs where they get riddled with pop-up messages. Mm-hmm. This is just one square pop-up window. And it's designed to look like it's taking up your entire screen. It's actually not. But if you've ever seen those pop-up ads on an iPhone where it'll say something like, you know, your phone has been infected with a virus and you need to, you know, download this this virus scanner app or something – Somewhere on the page, there is a little X that you can close out the window, but it's really not obvious. And it kind of blends in with the background color. Right. It blends in with the background color. And so, you know, people like I'm getting older. My vision isn't as great as it used to be. But I know that this is targeting people who have cataracts and people who maybe have lower vision that can't see that gray little tiny little X or it's in a circle or sometimes they move it to like the lower left corner where you're not used to looking for it. Anyway, the point is, is that it, they, they use these tricks to catfish people and it makes it look really scary. And it's always like the hallmark of a scam is like, you know, something popped up that you weren't expecting and it was made to sound really scary, like something bad's going to happen if you don't act right away. Right. And or it, they're trying to they're trying to get you a different way. We're going to give you free stuff. If you act right now, you'll get something free or something for a reduced cost. Like, do you want to save money? Everybody wants to save money, right? And so those are the kind of like, you know, triggers that these scammers play upon. They, they prey upon people who are of the mindset that, oh, I can get a deal if I do this. Or, oh, my gosh, you know, I did something wrong and now I need to get help to fix it, right? And so that's what happened in the case of this scam. So a window popped up, it made it appear as if the whole computer was hijacked, when in fact, that was not the case. And it, it, it tried to get the person to be scared enough to call to action. Now there was a phone number on this message saying your computer's been hacked, and it's been locked, and you have to call this message in order for us to unlock it, well, you know, to help you. They knew to not call that number. But what they did instead was, and this is in a moment of weakness and, and tiredness, they looked up Apple support. And they just searched for it in, a, in their web browser on their phone, not on the computer. They knew enough to, to say, oh, my God, you know, something's going on with the computer. They shut the lid right away. 
you know, tried to put the kibosh on it. And then they went right into their phone and looked up Apple support. But what did they get? They did not get Apple support. They got a scammer who has a lot of money who was able to pay for a search result to bubble up to the top, or they probably use SEO stuffing or something. It might not have even said that it was a promoted ad or that it was sponsored, but suffice it to say, it looked convincingly real enough that the person clicked on it and then they called that phone number. And that phone number led to a hacker or scammer, whatever you want to call it, that then made them act on it and go out and buy gift cards. And I think what's happening is that these pop-up ads or these pop-up messages are so prevalent that scammers that operate through phone numbers to be called, they bank on it. They literally bank on the fact that this is a problem that exists and it's not going away. And so they capitalize on it. So they have a number for you to call that's ready to go for whenever that message pops up on your screen. It has nothing to do with them. They didn't, they didn't craft it. They're just capitalizing on the fact that, that you saw this on your screen. And so they called this phone number. The person had them convinced. And, sh- and they wrote down lots of notes and told me, you know, as best they could recollect what details this, this person, the scammer on the other end, gave them. And I found this to be very interesting. So if you go into your settings on your iPhone, and let's see if I can remember where this was, and you go to your Apple ID, which is your name, and then you go to, I think it's under payment and shipping. No, it's not under payment and shipping. It's under media and purchases. Let's see. Oh, media and purchases. So that's below iCloud. You tap on media and purchases. Then you tap on view account. And of course, you'll have to like enter your Apple ID password or something. And then if you go into country and region. Now, this is interesting. Mine is grayed out. Mine is locked. So I can't tap where it says country and region. And you know why that is? Because Apple TV subscription. Well, we are in a, a family and it says the country region for your family is managed by and it's my husband's email address because he's the I made him the family organizer. So I can't tap that. But this person that I was helping and this was a, a couple that I think I am going to set up with family sharing. It's just something we have to to do because they're sharing an Apple ID. Um, They could tap country and region. And this scammer told them that their phone had been used to to purchase gambling software all over the world, you know, all over these different countries. And the scammer said to this person, yeah, look, I'll show you. Go on your phone. And they had them walking through the settings and tapping on what I just told you to tap on. And they said, see, look at that list of all the countries that's the countries to change your phone to if you're going to be making a purchase that's that's outside of the country. They had them believing that oh those are th- that's the list of all the countries that your phone has been involved in a, a scam. So they believed it because they don't know any better. Hmm. But they, the other they mm-hmm. the other thing too, it says for me you have one or more Apple TV subscriptions which must must be canceled before you change your country or region. So mm-hmm. I would have to cancel my Apple Fitness Plus. And I would have to cancel my Apple Music subscription as well before I could change. So if, yeah, so if that's anybody, like a handy little block. Yeah, so if anybody has any subscriptions via Apple, it's not going to work. Right, so they didn't have those protections in place because they don't subscribe to anything except for, for iCloud. So they were able to tap on country and region. And I found this out from, because I called Apple support, the real Apple support. And I, after, because they're... 
So the reason I had to call Apple support is because in in helping them get out of this mess, I changed all of their passwords. I even changed their Apple ID. Like I I, I just changed everything. I ran scans and all kinds of stuff. And uh, so their um, their App Store and iTunes was was um, disabled. Like they couldn't because I said I said to them while I was on the trip, I was like, "Well, download the Apple support app." So they tried to do that, and it gave them that pop up message that says your App Store and iTunes has been disabled because because they did report the fraud because they had to remove their their payment method. And so I had to call Apple to get it unblocked, you know, give them their name and everything, tell them that I was helping them and coach them through it. Um, but yeah, so I asked the person after we got it unblocked, I said, can you just tell me like, you know, here's what the scammer told this person. Can you tell me where they would have gotten that list that they led this person to to see? And then she said, yeah, if you you know go here and look at the country and region. So it could have been it could have been twofold. It could have been that they were either using that list of countries as a way to say as a way to to figure out uh, to ascertain while they're talking to the person does this person have that lock in place in other words like you just told me that you couldn't change it because you have subscriptions in place and i couldn't change it because i have family sharing set up but this this the victim didn't have any of that and what do you want to bet? The scammer was looking for that. They were probably trying to test the water, so to speak, and say, hmm, let's just see, like, how vulnerable is this person? And they led them and they used that part of the script to say, oh, your phone was involved in purchases all over all of these different countries here. Let me show you where that is. And then if the person, if the victim would have said, no, I don't see that. It's grayed out. I can't get to that. Then... That would then they'd say they'd probably have like a flow chart that they follow. Okay, oh, absolutely. If they say this, then pivot and oh, okay. Well, here I can show you in a different area. And so they just led this this poor person on this you know wild goose chase of like you know following these instructions. And what they were able to do was get this person to purchase an Apple gift card using Apple Wallet. And they don't remember all of the steps. How I tried to like recreate it, but. Um, they somehow were able to get this person to purchase a $500 Apple gift card. And I could see that because I could see it in the history after it was all done. Now, what that resulted in, I'm not sure, because what I, what I put together based on what this person told me and all the clues, I think what happened was the scammer was trying to get them to purchase an Apple gift card. And then they wanted them to read the digits on the card they wanted them to download the gift card or whatever and and read the code and give it to the scammer so that they can then cash it that's what i think they were trying to do but it didn't work because this person didn't understand what they were supposed to be doing like maybe the the instructions fell short so in in the long and short of it they used their apple pay and their credit card to purchase the Apple gift card. And then once they realized it was a scam, they reported it to the police and they reported it to their bank and their bank was able to refund them the money because it was on a credit good, good. card. Good. So so that was that was a saving grace. Here's what here's what then happened after that. After that failed and they weren't able to do that, then the scammer instructed this person. I mean, it was horrifying listening to it. it I felt really bad. Like they were tearing up and I was trying not to get emotional because it really sounded like they were being held hostage. The way that they were describing what the scammer said on the phone, they instructed them to, you know, get in the car, keep them on the phone, 
and they asked them, you know, where is the nearest um, the, the nearest store where you could buy an Apple gift card? And first, of course, they thought, oh, well, there's an Apple store. And so they looked it up and they told the scammer where it was located. Now, remember, this person is tired, not thinking straight. They're totally on autopilot. It's almost as if they were like kind of taken over by zombies because they were so scared by what the message said, that they were tired, not having all of their cognition up and running. And so they were just in like oh my God, I've been hacked mode. What do I do? And this person's being really helpful and you know, coaching me through it, just like I do, right? I mean, I'm doing the same kind of things, but in reverse to unhack them, right? And so uh, this, this scammer had them stay on the phone throughout the whole entire car drive. And when they said, well, I'll just go to the Apple store and they asked where it was, and I guess they must've been looking on a map and they said, oh no, that's too far. Is there a grocery store that's closer? Well, why would they say that? I'll tell you why, because- they're trying to do this as quickly as possible before the victim realizes that they're being scammed. Mm. They want to get them to a, the closest grocery store that they can get them to while they're still in, you know, frozen uh, fight flight autopilot mode, right? And get them to the closest location so that they can complete the scam, get the gift cards and hand over the information. Well, my my person that this happened to made it to the closest grocery store, walked into the grocery store Followed the instructions. Now, mind you, she's holding. They're they're holding their phone, and the they have it on speakerphone, so they're listening to what the the scammer is saying. They were hearing aids, so they kind of have to have it out on speakerphone. Following the instructions, the scammer instructed them and said, "Do not go to the cash register. Go to like you know the back wall where they have the gift cards, like on the walls or something. Like you know how there's different places where mm-hmm, they sell right. gift cards and yeah. and grocery stores. And so, a lot of times they're right by the cash register, but a lot of times they're on some other aisle. Well, that's where the scammer instructed this person to go there, not at the cash register. And so imagine this person's you know walking through the store with their phone on speakerphone, listening to the scammer's instructions. They got three gift cards and they even told them, you know, go to this aisle and get a gift card here. And then I think that they were going to, in the future, after this was completed, they were going to have them go to a different store because that has happened too. I've seen that happen where the scammer will instruct the victim to go to multiple stores and get a Target gift card from one and an Apple gift card from another because now it's not an iTunes gift card anymore, right? It's an Apple card. So I think people have like, you know... People probably know, oh, iTunes gift cards are bad. Don't use iTunes gift cards. But it's not called an iTunes gift card anymore. It's called an Apple card, an Apple gift card. So the vernacular has changed. I mean, that that can screw with people's heads as far as following instructions goes. Anyway, so this person made it into line to, to check out. They had three of the plastic gift cards in their hand ready to check out. And thankfully, there was a woman behind the person and said she mouthed it. She whispered so that the the hacker on the phone wouldn't hear, you're being scammed. This is a scam. And the person looked at the woman and just had like this, you know, gloss. She explained to me, she said, at that moment, they felt like they had an out-of-body experience. And I can imagine what that must be like. And like, oh, my God, this is really happening. And just froze and didn't know what to do. The lady behind her reached her I can imagine you or me doing this reached over and hung up the phone this is exactly what I'm it's, it's so funny you say that because yeah. I'm thinking as you're saying she's walking through the store mm-hmm. I wouldn't have whispered I would have walked up to her and said you're being scammed and reached over and hit the yeah. the, the hang up button well they probably know that the scammer's listening in and they probably wanted the scammer to think that the phone just got disconnected and so the scammer called back and they hung up again and then 
like this this person's just frozen. They're just frozen like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. And thankfully the woman, I wish I could find out who it was and go give her a hug because and and you and I and everybody needs to be that person, needs to be that that village person, right? That that helps out the person in need that is standing there getting ready to buy gift cards and getting ready to lose, you know, potentially a thousands of dollars, depending on what it is, you know, because they usually go in like increments of five hundred lately. They want you to buy five hundred dollar gift card here and a five hundred gift card there. And I mean, before you know it, because I have seen somebody lose, like, I think it was $2,000. So they just they just keep you on the run. They just keep you going and they just try to milk you for whatever they can. But thankfully, this woman, Matt, she she motioned to the manager of the store to come over. And the manager just came over and, you know, very gently just grabbed the cards out of her hand. And, you know, and they, they walked her and they explained her what was happening. And, you know, luckily, she didn't make the purchase. So... The uh, the end of the story is actually good because they didn't lose any money, thankfully, because the $500 was returned because they used a credit card to purchase the original one and they have fraud protection on their credit card. So that was a good thing. And because this other person was paying attention and caught caught the scammer in the act and, and put an end to it, they didn't buy the gift cards from the store. And so they didn't, they weren't out any money. They just felt very violated and vulnerable. And then of course I checked over their computer. And like I said, I changed all their passwords. I just, I used their password manager with them. I had them, you know, make the passwords with the, with the tool. And we, we changed their bank passwords, their bank ID. Like we changed everything that I could think of. I mean, you know, maybe their gym membership still needs to be updated or something like that. But, you know, we, we changed all of their, their, their most important things. I even changed the Apple ID and the banking ID. I didn't even leave it the same. I just, I had them use a totally different email address. So I can sleep at night better now. <laughs> but yeah, it was see, just like people, what an ordeal. A lot of people still don't realize that when you call Apple, there is no charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, there may be a charge if you go to the Apple store and they need to repair your product. Right. But there is no charge for the fee. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, for the... Um, for the initial call. For the the ana- yeah, for the, yeah, for analysis. They don't mm-hmm. charge you for that. Right. So that should have been the first clue. But, right, but again, they don't know that. Yeah. They, don't know that. Mm-hmm. they don't know what they don't know. Yeah, there were so many there were so many things and now, you know, they even told me that they watch, you know, they watch these things happen in the news or on TV and they go, "Oh my god, how did, you know, why did you get a gift card? How could you not know?" And then they stopped themselves like, "Oh, it happened to us too." And that's just to say that it could happen to anybody. Like it it could happen to any one of us when we're tired enough, when we're overwhelmed enough, when we're just not thinking straight, when we're grieving. You know, it, it they they bank on that. They they keep throwing the stuff out at you in hopes that one of these days they're going to catch you. And and I've I, seen it happen to people who are you know way smarter than me. You know, it just it, it can happen to anybody. And some stores have trained their cashiers to be on the lookout for that. If you see an yeah. elderly person, right, and they're buying a lot of gift cards, or they're with someone younger who seems to be kind of pushy, not a mm-hmm. son or a grandson. Mm-hmm. Kind of pull them aside, make sure everything is legit. I mean, when I went to Walmart, I was buying four $100 gift cards. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, are they going to pull me over? Yeah, wondering, because right. right. I was buying them as gifts. They were right. legit. Yeah. Right. And you I'm wondering, are they going to pull call. me over and uh-huh. say, you know, hey, lady, are yeah. you doing this for the right reason? But yeah. you know, they they didn't do that. Well, see, and then when I was researching this for another person that it happened to, I also learned that the, uh, when I, you know how I was telling you how they said, don't go to 
the the cash register to buy the gift cards. So you want to go over to like the wall where they have them. Well, it turns out there's another type of scam that doesn't even involve a phone call. There are scammers out there that will print their own barcodes that blend in with the card and they'll print another barcode on top of it and they'll get people scammed that way somehow. I don't know exactly how it works, but they'll put these basically like fraudulent gift cards and they'll blend them. They'll usually put them in the first, you know, or second card in hopes that people will just pluck them right off of the wall and they don't get caught because it's not by the register where it's monitored as well. So, so that's a scam that's, that's to be aware of too, that you want to actually inspect the gift card that you purchase, even if you're purchasing it for a legit gift, you still want to look at it really closely and scrutinize and see if it looks like there might be a sticker that's on there or something that doesn't look right. <sighs> I know it's like just, some people are scum. Mm -hmm. They just are scum. Yeah. Yeah. Like how yeah. do you, how do you sleep at night preying on people like that? I know. I know. I mean, I, I can understand that, you know, probably there's, there's people that, that live in these countries where they're destitute and this is how they make a living, but it's still not an excuse. It still doesn't make it right. It still doesn't make it okay to do yeah. that. No, nope. it's, it's just, it's horrible. You know, things need to improve. We need to be better educated and we also need to be looking out for each other. I really think, you know, it's one of those, it takes a village kind of a thing. You really need to be looking out for people when you're at the grocery store, just be on the lookout for this kind of behavior and, you know, just question things a little bit. Maybe, maybe listen into that conversation. I know it's rude, but I don't know. I just, I, I am going to be like, anytime I'm at the grocery store, I'm going to be kind of on the lookout for that, I think, because it happened to somebody close to me. And it's just, it's, it's a horrible feeling to, to see people go through that. And you kind of feel, I mean, I don't feel completely helpless. I was able to help them get unhacked. And thankfully, in this situation, it didn't, it didn't happen to the extent where they lost a lot of money, thankfully. But I mean, but they were still traumatized, right? It's trauma is I mean, you can't put a price tag on that. So. And now they're going to second yep. guess everything they mm -hmm. do. They're going to yep. get an email and say, is this legit? Yep, they're going to be looking over their shoulder. And they already did, though. That's the thing. They did second guess everything. That's why they're shocked that it happened. I, I won't say I'm shocked. I'm not shocked. I understand. But I understand that they also feel that much more worse because they do feel like they know better. You know, and, and that's just it. Like, like I said, it could happen to you. It could happen to me. And I would feel like I know better, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm going through something now where I'm trying to figure out if this, this home health assessment thing is legit. I mean, I think it is. But now I'm like on high alert. Like now it makes me not want to trust anything, even things that maybe I should. I, I'm second guessing. So, yeah, yeah it's frustrating. So that's my PSA mm. for anybody who's listening. Mm. Be Be careful. Watch out for those things. If you're tired, if you know that you're grieving, if you know that you're really stressed out, maybe, I don't know, take a little bit more time. Maybe not make, you know, maybe not do certain tasks. <laughs> don't go, you know, planning a trip or shopping. Maybe, maybe you know, get some sleep and then, then go on the computer. You might, you might be able to catch yourself next time. So, Melissa, if people wanted to get in touch with us, how would they do so? Well, they have, we have a variety of ways. We have our website, which is geekyshowever.com, and there's a contact tab that you can click there, and that will send us an email, or you can just email us. Our email address is podcast at geekyshowever.com. Uh, what else do we have? We also have Mastodon. You want to read off what we have for Mastodon and Twitter? Yeah, for Mastodon, you can follow Melissa at the Mac Mommy at mastodon.cloud. 
I am at Sensei Dai at Mastodon.social. The show is at Geekiest Show Ever at techhub.social. Again, this is all in the show notes. If you wanted to tweet at us, we are at Geekiest Show. I'm at Elisa Paselli one Melissa is at the Mac Mommy and also themacmommy.com for all things Melissa. I'm also on threads too. I'm starting to use that more, but we'll see. Maybe we'll make an account there. Yeah, I signed up for threads. I Did posted you? nothing, <laughs> but I'm there. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. So we want to thank you so much for listening. We will be back again in a few weeks. And until then, please stay safe. Thank you.